0: Bush here, uh, time for your home time Show podcast. I'm flying solo this week because Richie's on his holidays. In fact, the entire backdrop to me doing the show you're about to hear is is me just receiving photos of richie eating ice cream and walking around the sunshine in central london so he's really properly like rubbing it in do you know what i mean but uh good to have your company with this you will hear an amazing announcement right at the start of this show for a thing an event that i would love for you to join us for it's going to be an amazing thing and i think drawing a line under some of the this horrible nonsense that's been going on over the past 12 months and we can get back to more fun times so buckle up pour yourself a drink here's the home time show it's been a grim old 12 months but I think it's fair to say that things are starting to look a little bit brighter today feel a bit unleashed to be able to go and play outdoor sports or chat in a friend's garden or have friends over to chat in your garden sort of out amongst yourselves but it does feel like we're taking those first tentative steps back to that previous life we all had you remember that previous life which we get brutally reminded of with crushing Facebook memories of you traveling or being on the beach or something like that well thing is I've got some good news I am honoured to say that I will once again be hosting a legendary indie disco all day this coming Easter Bank Holiday Monday, the 5th of April. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be mint, if I can throw that phrase in there. Uh, We did it in August and it went down a storm. Uh, and i loved you guys all joining in and telling me what you're up to and what you're having for tea and all that kind of stuff Uh, and we party partied our cares away we'll do the same again uh, in a couple of weeks time so 9 a.m till 7 p.m non-stop indie bangers requests shout outs that kind of thing hijinks it's the pool party without the need for a swimming cosy that kind of thing i mean a change not like nudity uh, but if you get involved I and mean, this is something we'll think about closer to the time use the hashtag indie disco it was brilliant to see it trending as well it's an amazing thing but we're going to be channeling that nightclub vibe and in a celebration of this announcement and the fact that we can all have the indie disco all day in our diaries april the 5th easter bank holiday monday 9am till 7pm i want you for this first hour of the home time show to turn your houses hypothetically into a tribute to the first ever nightclub you went to. So the first nightclub you've ever set foot in. Can you remember what that was? And also, whilst you're there, tell us what the nightclub was and the house snack, maybe during the Indie Disco all day that you're gonna be serving. Maybe it's a snack that you've perfected during the lockdown. So for me, It would be, I'd be turning this house into Judy G's in Torquay, if anyone remembers that. Do you remember that kind of nightclub back in the day that had a fake fountain? It was a real thing. Fake fountain, garlic bread and a fruit machine. Do do nightclubs even have fruities in them anymore? I don't know if they do, you know. The days are gone for the fruit machine. Time's up for it. Uh, And the snack would have to be the pretend McMuffins that I've been doing uh, quite a bit. I know this night, it's hardly uh, Gordon Ramsay, but it's been working for us during the lockdown. So... To celebrate the Indie Disco all day coming up, it's in your diary. Turn your house into a tribute to the first ever nightclub you went to. What was it? What snack you're serving? Joe in uh, Plymouth says Ritzy's Torquay at the age of 15. She said, I used to love Judy G's. I'll never forget Ritzy's and Talkie. I remember seeing this, this uh, man and woman having an argument out the front and she was having a right go at him and she threw his car keys into the harbour. What a nightmare. I was saying, and also I want to hear from you tonight about what, what snack are you going to serve? Is there a snack that you've perfected during the lockdown that might be good along with this nightclub thing that we're doing? Uh, I, was, I was saying earlier on it might be the McMuffin, but I might change it up a bit to pork scratchings. That's kind of a thing we got into here uh, during the past few months. Uh, Wheatley's at the Circus Tavern. Uh, says this text, uh, the uh, scampi and chips in a basket, included with the entrance fee. Then the light stroke laser show was pure class. Claire says Cinderella's in Guildford. Snacks will be Greek meze and a bottle of fizz. Loving your work. Very up class. Uh, Tanya's on the line. Tanya, what was the first club you ever went to? Uh,
1: it was the Locarno in Bristol.
0: I've never heard of the Locarno. Where was the Locarno? I, I what was off. it like?
1: It was in Frogmore Street. Ice rink. Um, and it actually became uh, studios afterwards
0: okay and then what kind of capacity did you go to the lacano as it was it like with your friends or certain era of your life
1: yeah it was um it was when they used to do the kids night and we were about sort of 14 15. Um, and you could go sort of 6 till 9pm. I mean, it was a proper proper nightclub, um, but just on a Monday night, you know, they would have the kids' night clearly just trying to um, fill it up. And get, get it's mad though, isn't it? it? It's, it's
0: weird, cause we, we had a trainee nightclub down in Torquay, uh, the English Riviera yeah. Centre. It's a bit weird, like, training kids to go to a nightclub, isn't it? Like, as if you've got someone in a high-vis vest teaching you how to smoke a silk cut out That's in the car true. park or something, like a training that camp.
1: Is- yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. And um, I mean it would be like a sort of proper, you know, nightclub when you got in there, but um everyone kind of under the age of eighteen.
0: Superb. <laughs> and what um lockdown snack will you be serving whilst this your house has turned into the Locarno?
1: Um it would probably have to be a burger because outside, just across the road, there used to be like a hatch in the wall and it was called Desperate. <laughs> it was called Desperate Dan. <laughs> I love Bristol. God bless Bristol. Your... Your
0: chips and your burger. Desperate dance. <laughs> I can't
1: wait for your mum and dad to pick you up.
0: <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days, Tony. Oh, those were
1: the days. Don't we just miss
0: them? <laughs> Lovely to speak to you. Fantastic. Uh, the requests are already coming in for the indie disco all day. The big announcement at the start of this show—it's happening uh, on Easter Bank Holiday Monday. I cannot wait. Uh, Jazzy says, "Play the Scat Man." Uh, I don't know about that. What do people think about that? Shall I play the Scat Man? Uh, was it just him who did that? I don't want to call it scat, because that's a terrible verb, isn't it? But, like, was there anyone else, like, doing that kind of music... Uh, Maybe we could just do an hour of it or something like that. Our head of music absolutely losing it at the moment. Uh, But, yeah, the Indie Disco All Day is back. Easter Bank holiday Monday. It's going to be 9 a.m. till 7 p.m. live and unleashed. I'm going to be on the shandies to keep myself going as well. I'd love for you to join me. Use the hashtag Indie Disco. Uh, Right now, though, to celebrate this, I'm asking you to turn your house into the first nightclub you ever went to and then maybe throw in the snack that you've kind of developed during lockdown as well. Andy Reid says the King's... Great bar, chicken and chips and a basket. Fantastic. And then the other twin on Twitter says, uh, and they're always plural, aren't they, nightclubs from that era? Options in Kingston-upon-Thames. Uh, currently spraying sugared water over the stair carpet to recreate that sticky feeling. Snacks will be Brannigan's Ham and Mustard Crisps. Uh, This one here says my first nightclub was the under-18s nightclub at Zanzibar in Glasgow. They had fake trees inside, and I thought I was so cool dancing to Frankie by Sister Sledge. Then I had a kebab shop cheeseburger afterwards. Those were the
2: days. Have we got Phil on the line? Phil, what was your first ever nightclub? Oh, my word. This this, this was some place, and for us it was the most... uh it was the ideal place to go where you could actually talk to another lady. But the best part about it was, Bush, was that you could ring them up on their table, but they didn't know where you were, so they didn't have the, you know, the option of knowing what number table you were on. So you could you could almost make out that you were a brain surgeon or a, a pilot, a fighter pilot, you know, and just chat yeah. away to these girls on there. It so what, easy, what was but... the setup
0: then, Phil? How, how did it work? You were in booths with
2: with what a phone on each table in each booth. Yeah. No no booths. It was literally just tables with a number above them around the dance floor. So you could see everybody quite clearly. But of course, everybody was on the phones. Uh, You know, there was no such thing as mobile phones. I'm going back a long, long while now, probably the early 70s, I'm afraid to say. Between the wars. (laughs) yeah listen the other but this is another great story as well bush the first time i ever went in there we we'd had an awful lot to drink and it was one of these places where you walked in and it was so hot that atmosphere just hit us and we literally walked in and felt incredibly ill the moment we got there and ended up the rest of the night in the toilet i'm afraid (laughs) happy memories what's the name of this club it was called the Bird Nest, and it was in Muzzle Hill, North London. And I'm sure some of your, you know, fellow listeners will probably remember it as well. It was a great place. It really was. Amazing. Well, listen, Phil. Good to speak
0: to you. If, if you, any, you're listening to this now, and you maybe have phoned someone up from an adjacent table in the Bird's Nest, and ended up going out or getting married or whatever. Get in touch <laughs> yeah, now at twelve fifteen. Phil, thanks so much.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you.
0: Now, something mad happened on the telly the other night that I've got to tell you about. Uh, so mad that I had to um, pause it and rewind just to take a photo of it because I was like, that didn't happen, did it? I'm like, what? But it did. I was watching the excellent new Brian Cranston TV show called Your Honor, which is fantastic. It's on Sky Atlantic. If you liked him in Breaking Bad, it's the same kind of thing. Him stressed out and making stuff up on the spot, which is uh, Brian Cranston at his best. Uh, and there was this scene in it where he was dead stressful. This is in the first episode. And he was driving at night, uh, dead stressed out. And he gets a call from a fellow lawyer, because he's a judge in it. And uh, the caller ID comes up on the car's dashboard, and it's Lee Delamere. And there's me from the West Country thinking, oh, on on a minute, that's a service station on the M4 between Bristol and Swindon, isn't it? And it, I had to rewind it, pause it, and no, then no, there you go, slightly different spelling, but Lee Delamere. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, What? Is this an Easter egg for British viewers? Because obviously, Lee Delamere means now to... If you're American or whatever, you're not going to know that that's a service station uh, equidistant between Bristol and Swindon on the M4. Not in a million years. Or if you did know that as an American, you'd be worried. And I'm only on episode, like the beginning now of episode two. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, maybe there's more. You know, maybe there's other little Easter eggs. We're getting towards Easter, aren't we? We've talked about Easter eggs on this show, but maybe there are more little hints or clues there specifically for British viewers hidden within... Uh, your honor so i just sort of put it to you lot first bit of this second hour of the show what other uk areas or places with people sounding names could make a cameo appearance in later episodes of your honor if you live somewhere or near somewhere that sounds like it could be a bloke or a woman or whatever tell me about it now maybe another service station someone's already suggested michael wood Be in, he could get a call from Michael Wood, which is another service station. What I don't know what road Michael Wood's on, but it's M5? I'm not too sure. Uh, Coombsy says the whole show is obviously named after ex Bristol City player Chris Honor. That's a really good point. And someone suggested the place that my my entire family are from in Liverpool, Norris Green. Maybe that person could call in on his hands-free a little bit later on. Uh, this text here says, Bush, it's John from Hornchurch. I live near a place called Mungo Park, which is named after a World War II pilot in the area. Also, I drive past the town called Shirley in Croydon on the way to work. That could end up in maybe episode three of Your Honour. I've got Gary on the line as well. Gary, what UK location would make a great character near you? It's on the M6 at Junction 27. It's at Richard. Charnock Richard. And what is it, a service station or, or just a turn-off,
3: or what is it? It's actually a little village, but the actual service station is actually on the M6. Um, it, you can go into it and have something to eat. I'm a big
0: fan of service stations, as you well know, on this show. So we've already had uh, Lee Delamere. Someone suggested Michael Wood a little bit later on. So you think Brian Cranston's character in Your Honour could get a call uh, from Charnock Richard?
3: Yeah, it's great, is
0: it's a great name, isn't it? And and if, uh, yeah. if anyone else you've you've mentioned that this might be a good person's name in a, in a drama too?
3: I would think so. If you think about it, it's like it's it's going medieval. If you think back to Charnock, which is like um, within I forget what his name is now. Um, I can, honestly, I can't think of what I was thinking about that. But yeah, if you think where Charnock is, it's just off past Wigan, going yeah. towards like Preston. Um, it's all medieval villages right there. I think that's why it was called Charlotte.
0: Fantastic. Well, maybe in the next series of, um, you know, uh, what do they call it? What's it with me and you not remembering any names this evening?
3: I know, it's great. <laughs> I'm listening to you, Sean, and I'm thinking, Charlotte Rich is a really good one. <laughs>
0: all right, man. Listen, good to speak to you. Take care. Okay, thank you for your call. Uh, Milton Bryan, good American name, and a village in Milton Keynes, says Kev. Uh, and we've got Francesca on the line right now. Francesca, tell us about the location you think would make a great character.
4: Hessel Foreshaw. It is um, just as you come into H- um, Hull at the bottom of the Humber Bridge.
0: Fantastic. So you, you've you worked near a location called Hessel Foreshaw. What kind of character yeah. in a drama would you see that being?
4: Oh, he's definitely a retired army major. I always thought he'd be in something like Atonement or, uh, you know, sort of an old Agatha Christie where he says, uh, good evening, everyone. Hessel Foreshaw here. Probably' the yeah, yeah,
0: I imagine he, he might have a monocle. You thinking monocle and oh, tweed definitely. jacket with this kind of guy?
4: Yeah, and goes to like a gentleman's club where everyone is still called colonel and major, and they all worked in India in the 13th Regiment.
0: Yes, and maybe he falls asleep in front of the fire and, and breaks wind, but no one's allowed to say anything yeah. to him because he's got and such gravitas. And bored everyone
4: silly with his, with his tales. He probably never saw any action, but pretends that he did.
0: Do you know what, Francesca, there's an entire backstory, uh, a fan yes. fiction of Hessel <laughs> Forshaw, and I'd like to cut myself in on this.
4: Please do. Yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm thinking an entire sort of Agatha Christie, Poirot-esque, you know, murder mystery.
0: Watch out, this coming Christmas, Hessel Foreshaw, <laughs> three-part dr- drama, three-part series.
4: Definitely. I think um, so it's, so it's going to get nicked. I know I've just lost my my idea there.
0: <laughs> Listen, lovely to speak to you, Francesca.
4: Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good afternoon.
0: We've got some business to attend to. We've got weekend cliffhangers to pick up on from Friday. I remember I used to watch a show when I was a kid called Rocket Man. Do you remember that? It was like black and white, showing me age there. But you always end up with him hanging off a cliff or something would happen to him. You'd have to find out in the next episode if he was going to be all right. And he normally was Okay. Uh, and that's what we do every Friday on Home Time. We speak to a load of people, see what things going on in their lives over the weekend that we desperately need to get back in touch on Monday's show and find out what the outcome was. Uh, and I've been thinking about Paul all weekend. He was said he was going to assemble a George Foreman barbecue that he'd read on Amazon, has terrible, terrible instructions, and him, like me, is one of those people who loses their fuse a little bit, uh, gets a bit annoyed if the instructions aren't up to scratch. So I'm desperate to find out how he got on. We've got him on the line now,
3: Paul. Paul, did you get grilling in the end? right well um it is assembled and um nothing went flying um i did manage to get it done fairly easily
0: okay when were you under pressure with was there people waiting outside for you to assemble this thing before cooking could be done how did it kind of pan out
2: (laughs) no 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 well typical sort of like homework
3: i left it to the last minute so i was doing it last night but um the instructions were absolutely awful um, but I managed to find a video of some hipster putting it together in seconds,
2: and uh, I just followed the video, and uh, it all went plain
3: sailing. So you,
0: you no doubt watched a, a YouTube video of, of someone who looks like they're from Mumford and Sons or Kings of Leon putting <laughs> it together in their in their cool garden with loads of fairy lights everywhere. Do you know the weird thing is, right? We all moan about you moan about IKEA and putting together IKEA furniture, but it's only when you 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 try and assemble something from somewhere else you realise IKEA <laughs> instructions are actually pretty damn good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, these weren't good at all. Like, you'd need a like, magnifying glass like, of some mega-proportions just to be able to see what's going on.
0: And I'm absolutely desperate to find out what was the first thing you cooked on it when you assembled your George Foreman barbecue? I uh,
3: went for burgers, just Fantastic. classic simple.
0: Tried and tested. <laughs> well, Paul, listen, mate, good to chat to you. Glad the burgers went well. Glad the grill was assembled without World War Three. Uh, we've got Ian on the line. We chatted to him on Friday night. Ian, just remind everyone what your weekend cliffhanger was.
2: I ordered my fiancé's engagement presents last Thursday, and it's actually come today. And she hasn't got a clue what it is yet, so she's going to open it now.
0: OK, uh, and so she's about to open it for us right now.
2: Yes, she is. I'm either going to be loved or hated on national radio. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, you struggling to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she can't go out the wrapper at the moment. <laughs> Much
0: anticipated present that's been winging its way over to you over the past week or so. You must have been you must have been panicking, in that it wasn't going to get there for your anniversary yeah, no, as well.
2: Yeah, well, I couldn't order it until I got paid, so. Oh, well, there you go. There we go.
0: Can we put Maria on and have a very a very quick chat with her? Yep. She's just seen her yep. present. Hi, Andy. Hey, Maria, congratulations uh, on your anniversary. Uh, please Thank tell everybody, you. what is the lovely present that your, your other half Ian has bought it you?
1: Is, it is
4: a Slipknot Whiskey.
0: Slipknot Whiskey. Who'd have thought they were involved in the whiskey distilling industry?
4: <laughs> well, uh I'm trying to open it so I can
3: smell it. <laughs> uh
0: Maria, were you thinking that uh Ian might have forgotten, and you were starting to get a little bit panicked that he no, might have forgotten no, your he anniversary?
3: Did promise uh, that he it, it, it would uh, buy it when he got paid, <laughs> or buy fantastic. when he got paid.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I'm chuffed for you guys. That's fantastic. uh Have an amazing rest of your anniversary, and ha- raise a little toast this evening.
4: Definitely. Thank you very much.
0: Bush flying solo this week because Richie's on his holidays. And it's a timely moment on our um, catching up on weekend cliffhangers from Friday night because uh, Richie was talking about a particular dinner that he was looking forward to having. And we need to find out how he got on. So we've got him on the phone now. Uh, Richie, day one of your week off work, how are you doing? You've been loading it up, eating ice cream, I've seen
3: on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had this thing. Um, it was called an affogato. Um, and it's basically ice cream into uh, a coffee cup and it go, it, it in goes with it a shot of espresso and then how's your father, away you go. It was beautiful.
0: Was it, Is it warm like warm espresso in the top of it or is that cold as well in there with the ice cream?
3: Ice cream van in goes his whippy and then he goes to his espresso machine and around the ice cream goes the espresso. Wow.
0: God, they've got—they've come on a long way, haven't they? Ice cream van since the Screwball and uh, Be Safe, Child, Child Crossing from the eighties. And do you know what? Speaking of food, the thing I've been thinking about all weekend is uh, your Toad in the Hole that you were having on Friday night. That was your weekend cliffhanger. Uh, to the point where a couple of uh, home time listeners also cooked Toad in the Hole because they were so inspired hearing about it. So, so how was it? What, you sent a, a fantastic picture on Twitter. It looked pretty good.
3: It was absolutely fantastic, and it it's it set up uh, the start of the week off. And I, I don't think I've been told in the hole for like a good couple of years. And uh, it's got, to, I think it's got to go back on the rotor, as you probably know. I I need I a pretty simple life, um, and uh, I rotate uh, many regular things, and I think this has to go now back onto my seven or eight regular meals that I eat
0: and what do you have it with because it had four or five resplendent sausages sat there mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. like brand new ships ready to come out of the docks in liverpool or something like oh, that surrounded by the it looked like four or five berthed ships but what would you oh, have that you. with i had it with cheesy mash oh that does sound good doesn't it really really nice. Oh, yeah. oh yeah it's any gravy
3: on there as well No, some might say that that's uh, a little bit of a a dry old dinner, but uh, it was just toad in the hole, cheesy mash, bosh.
0: (laughs) Fantastic.
3: What a great way to start your week off work. There's no better (laughs) way, is there? Toad in the hole, cheesy mash, affogato. I'm intending to balloon over the next seven days.
0: There's another cliffhanger for you. Richie, have a great uh, week off, man. I'll see you next (laughs) week.
3: (laughs) Look after yourselves, guys.
0: There you go, another Hometime show in the bag. Uh, We need a song. We need to end this little thing with a song. So if you're uh, creative or you've got musical skills and you can write a little ditty that you would love a lot of people to hear because, you know, like it or not, quite a few people listen to this podcast and we appreciate each and every one of you, then get in touch now, hometime at absolute radio.co.uk. We will make you a star by playing your song at the end of our pod. Get involved.